check down for the property. They've done building inspections, pest inspections, strata inspections for the property. They've uh, signed the contract. They've sat on their hands and told all their friends and family got really excited for six weeks. Then the solicitor says, you've got to do the pre-settlement inspection with the agent. And that's normally done probably the day before settlement or the couple of days before, because technically you don't, you don't want to do it until the outgoing tenant or owner has completely is out of the property. So you don't want to do it sort of middle way through. So what are, what are the key things? And should you take the contract there with you to just reference? Because a lot of the time you've got to check that if the dishwasher was included, uh, the washing machine, the... What should you wear? Yeah, what should you wear? So, so there's a couple items when you're doing the pre-settlement. One is basically the overall condition of the property, the cleanliness, uh, the rubbish, make sure nothing's there. So you've got that component of the pre-settlement. Then you've also got the items that you agreed to be included, like the um, aircon, dishwasher, the fridge maybe. There could have been an external spa, which you go, can you leave that? Like there's a lot of points that could be there. Um, what else, Mark, is the reason for the pre-settlement? Um, look, I think I think you've agreed to you've agreed to purchase a property. The owners agreed to to release the part with the property, and I think sometimes a purchaser can think different, think that they expected more from the property. Uh, I, I'll give you an example where something can go wrong: light fittings. Um, an owner can have a particular light fitting that they uh, that their grandma bought them. Uh, the purchaser loved that light fitting and expected that it was part of the sale. Everyone will then so that's what you check up on that pre-settlement inspection where you walk in and go, hang on a second, uh 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 uh, where is the light fitting gone? And then that's where the dialogue is. So the pre-settlement inspection is pretty much to make sure what you think you have purchased is still there and is still going to be tra- and is still going to be transacted in. So um, blinds, carpets, paint, uh, but the big one is is the fixtures and fittings. Uh, that's the one that I see, or the condition of the property. They're the two things that I see disputed most. Okay, so what's the recourse then if you've identified? Um, cleanliness of the property, maybe a big pile of rubbish. What what do what do we recommend? Do you delay settlement? Do you call the agent? Do you call the lawyer? Talk, walk us through that process because I'm sure there's a lot of buyers out there who are, who have um, they've gone to a property and it's not it's not ready for settlement and settlement may be in three hours or the next day. What do you do? Look, there's a bit of trust there. I think. Uh, when you can see that the person that's occupying the property, be it an owner that's living there or a tenant, I think if you can see that they're genuinely on the way out, halfway out, um, because what people forget about is the reality is that the day you're moving out is normally the day you're moving into the next place. It's really tight. So the reality is that you've got to be, um, say settlements are normally booked in either mid-morning or mid-afternoons, uh, you know, that a settlement is when, you know, all the paperwork gets completed and that's when the key will be handed over 
um, after that settlement to the new purchaser. Now, when you're doing a pre-settlement, um, you know, you actually, the owner still is living there. You know what I mean? So that's pretty scary because you're like, hey, you know, where's, how come you haven't moved out of the whole place? And the owner's going, well, I'm moving out. I'm, we're settling at two today. Um, I'm moving into my new place at two today. And my removalist is, uh, and you're normally doing the pre-settlement at maybe mid-afternoon the day before or even sometimes that morning. So mm. it's pretty scary. It's moving pretty quick. You want to see that there's action going on there. That's a key thing you said there as well with the intent. Like if things are in progress, things may be dirty, but if the cleaner's there, you know it's going to get done. I suppose the red flags go up when they bullet when the outgoing person believes they're done and you're like, hang on, there's a big pile of rubbish there. You said the cleaners have been in, you said everything's ready. This is not ready to my, to my standard. Um, and a couple of strategies can be, especially delaying settlements, not always possible because you may be coming out of one property you need to go in um, and vice versa. So some key things you can do is withhold funds is quite typically done uh, depending on what has been, let's say it's rubbish, let's use that example. There's rubbish being left there, there's a, I don't know, old wardrobe, big pile of rubbish, and you don't want to delay the settlement for that, but you can get an estimated cost, let's say it's going to be $1,000. You can then in, uh, yeah. instruct your solicitor to withhold $1,000 in trust, You settlement takes place, you can start moving in, then that, of that $1,000, it's used to remove the rubbish and then the balance can go back to the owner. Um, that can be done to keep all things moving. Yeah. So rather than holding back the $850,000 transaction, which the banks, the ingoing bank, the outgoing bank, the ingoing solicitor, the outgoing solicitor, or the settlement clerks and everyone's organised, you just nominate a number, maybe 1,000, maybe 5,000. That gets agreed to be held in trust um, and the agent will hold that, but both lawyers will agree to that on behalf of their clients. And then when that thing's fixed, then they'll mutually agree to release part, release all back to the seller. Yeah, and I think that's the, the best. got all their money. Yes, and that, that's probably your best way forward. And I've seen that as little as $500 or $200 and as much as five or 10 grand. So I think it, it's, it's quite an open, and most of the time it sort of gets put through and that way the, the wheels keep turning. Um, what else is important with a pre-settlement? Who oh. should be there? Does he both? Oh, I think yeah, the seller's not there, just the agent and the purchaser. But I think in order to make it a smooth pre-settlement inspection, a purchaser should put a bit more effort into what's included in the property when they buy, when they put their deposit down. So that front page of the contract that says inclusions, just spend a little extra time and a little extra effort around that inclusion section. to make. And, and even when you do physically walk through the property, have a look through and go, hang on a sec, is that going to stay, Mr. Realist? That washing line back there, is that staying? You sure that's staying? I want down the contract. Um, because yeah. normally it just takes that extra couple of minutes of precaution that will save a couple of hours or days of pain on the other end because you thought it was going to stay and it didn't. Pot plants are another one. Mm. You know when you get those massive pot plants, very expensive, very established, and sometimes they're providing a screen between you and another property, 
uh, you can assume that they're staying because they're so big, and you go to move, go to your pre-settlement, and they're gone. Yeah, I I think the biggest harm or pain is not caused by malice or uh, malicious activity from either party, but by parties assuming the assumptions, and then you get disappointed. So, take out the guesswork, yeah. take out the assumptions. It's the mother. It's the mother-in-laws that cause the problem, Verge. Yeah, it's the mother-in-law because the mother-in-law or the mum comes around and they go, "Darling, what are you going to do with those pots?" And you mm -hmm. go, oh, "I'm giving them to the purchaser." And they goes, "You're going to give those pots to the purchaser?" You go, "Yeah, that would be worth three to four thousand dollars. You should not. Were they part of the contract?" Next yeah. thing you know, shit fight in on pre-settlement inspection. Mother-in-law has scored the plants and given them to her niece. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I think that's anything else you want to add on to that? I think that's a bit of a wrap, your pre-settlement. Um, I think, that, look, the make sure, on, on the way in, be careful. On the way out, obviously, is, is a lot more obvious. Um, you can always withhold some money in order to get the settlement happening. Um, take a camera on, on, on when uh, when you're purchasing the property, um, just so you got, you know, you can it physically reminds you of what's in there. And when you're signing that contract, you can sort of use that to jog your memory a little bit. Um, and then on the way out, I think, you know what, fixtures and fittings is an interesting one. If, if everyone's trying to understand what gets included in a property and what doesn't, because it's quite complex a property, there's a lot of stuff in there, a lot, and what's people's furniture and what's not their furniture. I think you've got to remember, uh, fixtures and fittings, which goes onto the contract, which is what you check on the pre-settlement inspection. Just remember, it's the intent of the trade when they installed the fixture or the fitting. If the trade intended, the, the tradesperson intended for that to be taken with the client, with the seller, they will install it in a different way than if they intend for it to stay with the property forever. I.e., when you're putting in a kitchen, you're screwing the thing into the wall and you're not doing it in a temporary-like manner, well, that's definitely a fixture and a fitting. Do you know what I mean? Or that's actually part of the building. Uh, when you're doing uh, pendant lights or, or lighting and stuff like that, the intent is normally for the trade is for it to stay. So a really good definer if you're actually doing a pre-settlement inspection or, or even in preparation of the pre-settlement inspection is the intent of the trade when they installed stuff and that can that can determine whether it stays or not. A big one at the moment is outdoor barbecues. They're a big expensive item. Some of them are integrated so hard that when they were installed, the tradesperson intended them to stay forever. And then you can expect that to be uh, but obviously, you want that in your contract. Um, gas heating, you know, those beautiful gas heatings that are connected to the building. Uh, mm. You know, you want to make sure that's the, the intent of the trade. Well, that can come or go, that one. Uh, but you want to make sure that's in the contract. So, guys, just be careful. And you know what it is? You're right, Michael. It's it's communication and it's just that it's it, – it, no one intends for it to go wrong. But if you take that little bit more care up front – it just, it's going to save you a world of pain. Yeah, and I think what you said, document everything yourself. Do your own private video before you exchange. Do your private video with your pre-settlement. So you've just got everything documented with photos because generally if you're putting the complaint to your lawyer about saying rubbish being removed, they need the documents. They need the photo so they can send it to the other party. And you never know. Like I said, you, the owner may have just forgot in the corner. He put stuff there. 
And when you say it verbally, like, oh, there's stuff there. No, no, I removed everything. Attach the photo documents. You don't, or you don't want to just put the complaint in and then have to go all the way back to do that. So I think a good rule of thumb is uh, document and everything. Also, yeah, and you know what? Um, model numbers, like sometimes in absolute premium properties, um, you know, just just be careful about that you are getting like for like because someone may be absolutely in love with, you know, and in some some a particular appliance even for example, and they might be wanting just to swap it out with some which with, with the same brand but on the cheaper scale. Very rare, but does happen. Um, but that's the sort of detail that we want to be really careful about, guys. Yeah, very true. Alrighty, everyone, that's a wrap. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Oh, good. Cheers.